This week, we join the Hall of Fantasy, a series that debuted in 1946 in South Lake City, Utah. 26 episodes were produced for that initial season. It returned in 1949 over WGN and other mutual stations and aired until 1953. 183 episodes were produced in all. Our story today is The Twisting Weeds of Death. This one aired May 25th, 1953. And now. So many years ago, no one goes near it. The 
old wives say that death is in that house. My name is Jason Fielding. I'm sure to have seen you. The job doesn't really amount to much, except in the summer when the city folks move in. Even then, my main worry is to make sure the young ones don't get out of hand. That night, the night it began, I was over at Doc Jordan's place. Usually of an evening when he isn't out on the call and when I'm not making my rounds, you'll find me there playing the longest tournament of chess in history. Your move, Doc. Now, don't press me, Jason. I have to think this out. You've been thinking it out for ten minutes, Doc. You just wait now. There. <laughs> Did it take all that time for you to figure that move out? Now, look here. There might be Mrs. Lord. Why, going to have a baby. Uh, come in. I figured I'd find you here, Sheriff. What's the matter, Bob? I, I was out walking along the shore down by the old house. What are you doing down there, Bob? Your mother won't like that. I can't help it. I was walking, like I said, and I... I saw a queer kind of light coming from one of the windows. A light in the old house? That's right, Sheriff. What did you do? Well, I was curious, so I decided I'd go over and take a look. I stayed in the shadows and crept up to the window. What did you see? A murder. What? That's right. This girl was in the room seeing a man. I couldn't see his face because his back was to me. The girl was backing away from him, and he had a scarf or something in his hands, and he kept walking toward the girl, and she kept crying out, No, you don't know what you're doing. And then he reached the girl and wrapped the scarf or whatever it was around her neck, and he he, he choked her to death. Why didn't you do something? Because I was scared, Sheriff. I, I couldn't hardly move. But when she screamed, I'll never forget it. That scream. I snapped out of the trance I was in, but it was too late. So I ran all the way back to town to find you. Did you see the man's face? No, sir. His back was always turned to me. You and me, we're going back there, Bob. Um, you want to come along, Doc? Yeah. There was a queer thing about that girl, Sheriff. Her hair. It looked like seaweed. That's the way it started. The three of us went outside and got into my car. It only took us a few minutes to reach the old house. Even though the road leading up to it was gutted and overgrown with weeds. Bob Stanley said he saw a light burning. When we got there, everything was dark. This is good enough, I guess. I thought you said there was a light burning in the house. There was. There's no reason for it to be burning now. Come on, let's go. Good thing we brought along a couple of flashlights. Listen. What's the matter? Did you hear it? Hear what? I heard a scream. I didn't hear anything. I didn't either. I'm not kidding. I heard a scream. What window was the light coming from? That one. There. Well, let's go inside. We'll take a look at it. Sure is a used to be a beautiful house before... Before what? You weren't even born when that happened, Bob. Before what happened? Before the murder. You mean someone was actually killed out here a long time ago? Just like tonight? That's right. Someone was killed a long time ago. Turn the door, Doc. All right. Joker, let's go in. Put your light on, too, Doc. All right. Don't look like anyone's been in here for years. Still in pretty good condition, though. Yeah. Now, let's see. That room should be over here. The door's open. Let's see what's in there. There doesn't seem to be anything in here. You sure you saw what you did, Bob? I'm not lying to you, Sheriff. I know I did. Well, there's nothing in here now. Just a minute. What do you see? Over here. Look at the floor. 
getting wet. And there's seaweed on it. He's right, Doc. That is seaweed. When I saw her, her hair, it looked like it was covered with seaweed. Who was that? I don't know. It came from this room. It couldn't have. Oh, yeah, that scream came from this room. Turn your light around, Doc. See, I told you. Couldn't have come from this room. I tell you, it did. The boy's right, Doc. It did come from this room. As far as I can see, there's no one else in here. Just the three of us. If it didn't come from this room, where did it come from? And who screamed? That's what I'd like to know. We went through the whole house, but we couldn't find a thing. I knew Bob Stanley wasn't lying. He had seen something there in that house, but whatever it was, there was no trace of it now. I dropped Bob Stanley off at his house and then met Doc off at his place. I went home, got into bed, and I couldn't sleep. In my mind, I heard the echoes of the screen in that house, and I saw again that wet section of the floor with the strands of steam twisting this way and that, like squirming snakes. And I had the same feeling I had when I was in the house, nervous and frightened. to our story, an original tale of fantasy by Richard Thorne entitled The Twisting Weeds of Death. After I put the receiver down, I got dressed as quickly as I could. I went downstairs, got into my car, and drove the short distance from my house to the Stanleys. Come in, Sheriff. Come in. Have you called your relatives, Mrs. Stanley? He might be there. I've called everyone. In every place I thought he might have gone. He wasn't at any office. I'd like to see you. Just come with me. When you came in, he said he'd been with you. Is that right? That's right, Miss Stanley. Where were you so late? He wouldn't tell me anything about it. We were out at the old house outside of town. At the old house? Well, what were you doing there? Bob said he saw a murder being committed out there. A murder? Do you mean he was out there alone? Yes, he came into town and got me. Will you show me his room, please? Yes, of course. Never done anything like this before. Such a nice boy. I know that, Mrs. Stanley. This is his room. Do you see what I mean, Sheriff? It's wet. The whole room is wet. And, and the seaweed. Look at the seaweed. I see it, Mrs. Stanley. Did you hear anything tonight? Hear anything? What do you mean? After you'd gone to bed, did you hear anything? No, I... Now, just a minute... I'm not sure, but I thought I heard a scream. A scream? That's right. I, I didn't hear it at all well. It was, it was just there. I felt it more than I heard it. How did you discover that Bob was missing? I couldn't sleep. I came into his room to see if he was covered, but he was gone. Now, now, Mrs. Stanley, we'll get him back for you. Ever since his father died, he's been my whole life. I don't know what I'll do if anything happened to him. I'll do my best, Mrs. Stanley. Where is the sheriff? What's happened to him? And, and why is his room like this? On 
my way to the old house, I stopped at Doc Jordan's, but he wasn't home. I figured that Mrs. Lord must be having her baby. I took a gun with me because I wasn't sure what I'd find out of it. Seems to think that house is haunted. 
Why, Sheriff? That's the house where Elaine Scott lived, Bob. That's the place where she was last seen alive. That's right. It's a birthday party. You were there, Jason, so was I. All the eligible bachelors in town were there. Elaine lived there with her maiden aunt. Her folks were dead. The morning after the party, they found her aunt dead and no trace of Elaine. It was just as if she disappeared from the face of the earth. Elaine's aunt was strangled to death. And Elaine was killed, too. Only we never could find her body. That's where I think you're wrong, Jason. I don't think she was killed. I think she left town after she killed her aunt. Elaine wouldn't have hurt a fly, Doc. People aren't what they appear to be on the outside, Jason. You know that as well as I do. Was he a man or a woman? Only as they look on the outside. We don't know all the little workings of their minds. We don't know what a man really thinks. You're right, Doc. We don't know. There's lots of things in this world about her that are mighty strange. Things we can't explain. Things we aren't able to say are impossible. Like a sixth sense that warns you of danger. Like hearing someone's voice just as they die. Even though a continent separates you. Like hearing the voice of the dead when they've been gone for years. What do you mean? That's what I think happened tonight. What's the date, Bob? The 25th of May. That's right. What was the date that Elaine Scott disappeared, Doc? May 25th. That's right. Twenty years ago tonight, Elaine Scott disappeared from the face of the earth. And tonight she's come back. Come back to point out the person who killed her. Back now to our story. An original tale of fantasy by Richard Thorne, entitled The Twisting Weeds of Death. We sat in my office, the three of us, Doc Jordan, Bob Stanley, and myself. Something had happened that night. Something I couldn't explain or understand. For Elaine Scott, dead for 20 years, had reappeared 20 years to the night she disappeared. You don't mean to tell me, Jason, that you believe the dead can return? I believe a lot of things, Doc. People might laugh at me for saying it, but I do believe they can in one way or another. Well, what are we going to do? You said she led you into the house, Bob, and she pointed to something. Did she say anything then? No, she... Yes. Yes, she did. She said, this is where it happened, before we went downstairs. Before we went downstairs. Do you know what she was trying to tell you? She wants you to know where her body is. You sound like an ignorant fool, Jason. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. We're going back out there, Bob. All right. You want to come along, Doc? Yes, I guess so. This time, I'm going to take a gun along. What for? Handy things to have around, a gun. That's a ghost, Bob. So a gun won't do you any good, Jason. I got my reasons. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Sheriff? No, we won't find anything in there now. 
You go downstairs. Here's the door at the least, Miss Keller. All right, open it. Why don't we go back to town and wait for morning? We're here now. We might as well go through with it. What do you expect to find down there, Jason? I don't know. Let's go. Watch your step. No one's been down here in 20 years. Stairs might be a little rickety. You see anything, Bob? No. The place is heavy with... When a house gets a reputation like this one has, it's bound to be like that. No one lives in it except fighters. You see houses like this anymore? They've all got cement on the basement floor, not earth like this one is. There doesn't seem to be anything down here, Sheriff. I think there is. I don't see anything. You can't see what we're looking for. Not now, anyway. What are you looking for, Jason? Elaine Scott's body. Elaine's body. That's right. We didn't think to look down here the day we found her aunt dead. We searched the house, of course. I even came down here and looked around, but I didn't think to check the well. What well? It's behind that door. It's one of What's the well doing down here? They had to have water. This house isn't connected to the water system in town. Well, Mr. Scott was a pretty smart fellow. He didn't relish the idea of going out in the winter snow to draw water, so he dug the well first and then built his house over it. All right, try the door. It's locked. You'll have to break it in, then. You help me, Bob. Right. Together now. Be careful now. Shine your light around. Yeah. There's the well, all right. What do you expect to find? You see... Be careful when you lean over the top part of the well wall. Those bricks might be loose. All right, shine your lights, Jim. The shaft is cracking a lot of places. It's all overgrown with weeds. Yeah. I can make out something down there beneath those weeds. Something white. It looks like... It's like bones. That's what they are, all right. Bones. Elaine Scott's bones. Watch out. We better get back to the bricks. You were right after all, Jason. Uh, I guess I was. What are you going to do now? Well, that depends. On what? What happened that night, Doc? What night? The night you killed Elaine and her aunt. You're crazy. I don't think so. Comes back to me now, all of it. You stayed behind after the rest of us left. What happened? We got your car. We got your car. We got your car. That's right. Now don't try anything, Jason. Are you either, Bob? You did kill me. That's right. Why? You know how I felt about it. I asked her to marry me. She laughed in my face. I must have lost my mind to kill them both. Ever wonder why I like to play chess with you, Jason? Because I wanted to be sure what you were doing. Because I wanted to be sure you never found out what happened. What are you going to do, Doc? I'm going to kill you. Both of you. And put you down where she is. The gun isn't loaded, Doc. What? The gun isn't loaded. You're lying. Try and see. You asked for it, Jason. Take your gun, Jason. He's making a break for us here. Let's get him. Go away, Doc. Get out of here. He's going to put the bus here. 
That's it for this episode of The Horror. There's more from Hall of Fantasy at RelicRadio.com alongside past episodes of this podcast and all the others. Don't forget, while you're there, if you'd like to help support this and all of the shows, visit Donate.RelicRadio.com or click on one of the links. Your support makes this show and all of the shows happen. Thank you, as always, to those who have helped out. Thanks for joining me this week. Be back next Saturday with another episode of The Horror. <laughs>